Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Defiant Business Podcast, and I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, a branding and marketing consultancy. This podcast is for the business owners and professionals who have seen the status quo in their industry and are ready to do things differently. We're here for the contrarians, mavericks, and rebels. On the Defiant Business Podcast, we'll talk about marketing, sales, client and customer experiences, finances, and amazing entrepreneur journeys that show that none of us are alone. Thank you for joining me. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Marketing Monday, as usual. So yeah, so I am super happy to welcome you to Marketing Monday. And today we are going to talk about something called the concentric circles of trust. This is this this is a concept that I've been working on with my clients and it's something that we talk that I've talked about in the past with with our clients but specifically how it applies to radical authenticity and personal branding this is something that I think is really important and it's something that people I don't think consciously understand how to enact in their marketing and in their lives. So Before we get into that, though, you know, I always love to ask these awesome questions. What are you manifesting for March? What are you manifesting for March? What is going to come to you? And I want to challenge you to get deep on this because this is actually a topic I thought I knew. I wrote it down and I was like, no, this isn't good. And so, you know, for my manifestation for March, I was like, well, I want to manifest some new clients. And I was like, no, 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 that's not good. That's not good. And then I was like, okay, I want to manifest new clients as people whom I can most help with my new uh, build a supernova brand program. And I was like, no, 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 that's not good. That's not good. Um, And so finally I settled on, okay, I want to manifest the words I need to say, the things that I need to express. So that way the people that I can best help will be attracted to me. That is what I decided on for my manifestation of March. And I really like that one because it's something that I know is already inside of me. I already know that I have the words, but perhaps I just don't realize it yet. And so I want to realize it and consciously use the words that need to be said. So do let me know about you. But if you want to answer the question, the question, just the random kind of question for today is what are you manifesting for March? Because I was filling out those sections in my planner. And I'm really excited to kind of work out the ideas and concepts for that planner. So it can be something that I offer to my clients as they work on their own future building, right? Curating and creating their realities. So today we are going to be talking about the concentric circles of trust and radical authenticity. And this ties into the question, is radical authenticity oversharing? And the answer is a resounding, a vehement no. Radical authenticity is not about oversharing. It really isn't. And I know sometimes people look at my content and the things that I share and think that maybe it is, (laughs) but it's not because when, when you start to practice radical authenticity on a daily basis, that's just part of your life, right? As the same way you would practice mindfulness, you come to realize that radical authenticity and oversharing is more about if somebody thinks that you're oversharing, it's usually about how they've perceived it. Although there are some areas where you can be sure that you are in fact oversharing. So When you're sharing something, particularly something that may have a negative connotation, you want to ask yourself, is this a scar or is this a wound, this thing that you are sharing? If it is a wound, 
then you are oversharing because, and I don't mean you're oversharing for the people you're talking to, you are oversharing potentially for yourself. So if you are going to share a wound, I'm not saying we never share wounds, right? But if you are going to publicly share a wound on your social media, just be sure that you've actually, that you're, you know, mentally and emotionally prepared for that, right? So sometimes we share wounds and it's something that people almost universally come back and say, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss, or I'm so sorry that that's happened to you. And they almost kind of universally come back with that type of thing. But do be careful with that type of sharing, because sometimes people have well-intentioned comments that you don't see coming that could do some harm to you because it's a wound versus being a scar. So in terms of the concentric circles of trust, this concept was born out of this question, is radical authenticity oversharing? And then the subsequent question is, how can I protect myself? How do I protect myself if I am being vulnerable via my branding? If I'm being vulnerable via my social media and my content, how can I protect myself? And I'm like, great question. Woo! So emotional intelligence definitely has its own role to play here. So radical authenticity is a natural, like practicing it is a practicing it properly is a natural way to increase your emotional intelligence without necessarily saying, ooh, emotional intelligence. Although I love to say, ooh, emotional intelligence. But you need a certain amount of self-awareness to practice radical authenticity. So you've got your, your self-awareness, your self-management, right? To show up as your radically authentic self, you're going to learn, need to learn how to self-manage because sometimes we express our, ourselves from places that aren't our most authentic self. We're, we're expressing ourselves from story, you know, soul wounds or story wounds that we're still carting around. And then you've got your social awareness. Once you can kind of see it in yourself, it's a little bit easier to see in others. Um, but it's that social awareness of other people and, and understanding, you know, their emotions and then the social management. And that's kind of the sharing part, the personal branding part. Like once you're getting your story out there, you do need a certain level of everything, all four main areas to actually be uh, radically authentic. And so the concentric circles of trust concept came out as a way to help protect you your authentic self and your fledgling dreams and hopes and goals from oversharing, from sharing at the wrong time. And so what I want to talk about first, we're going to talk about the first circle. And there can actually be as many circles as you want, but these first like three circles are definitely the most important. These are the ones that I have concrete boundaries around. And this is how I explain it to my clients. The first circle, the first circle is you. The first circle is you. And you're like, wait, (laughs) wait. We often put things out there that we do not have full confidence in, that we do not have belief in. It just popped into our mind. It popped into our imagination. And you might have seen me share this story. I believe it was last week. The quickest way to kill that pesky dream that won't get out of your spirit is to share it with someone who doesn't believe in you either. The universe put that dream, hope, and goal in your mind. And when you share it with someone who doesn't have your vision, that is the quickest way to kill it because that is how they will give you feedback. So that first circle is actually you taking your hope, your dream, your goal, whatever it is, no matter how you know unusual it might seem, and actually sitting with it and nurturing it. Imagine that goal, and I'm a gardener. Some of y'all know I'm a gardener. Imagine that first circle as the place where you plant the seed. And if you've ever planted tomatoes or bell peppers or anything like that, they always come up with a tiny little stalk and two little leaves. If you share that with somebody and they decide to just pluck it up out of the ground, like how easy is that? It takes like two fingers, right? To pluck up a tomato seedling. 
That is why you don't just go about sharing with everybody because that seedling, that fledgling hope and dream and goal is not ready to take the battering of a full storm of other people's doubts, particularly when you haven't addressed your own doubts yet. So that is your first circle. The second circle does include other people. The second circle does include other people, but they have to earn it. And the first thing I want to tell you about this second circle is it may not include who you think it should. You're like, oh, my parents maybe, or my siblings, or my spouse, my very, very best friends from a super long, you know, I've always had them. They're my bestest friends from a really long time ago. They may not be the people who are included there. Because again, it's a little fledgling dream. It needs to be nurtured. You have to take care of it. And so the people who are in this second circle will be the people who have earned the right to see you at your absolutely most vulnerable. That's who those people are. They have earned the right to see you at your absolutely most vulnerable. And this does not include the people who are the most well-intentioned. Our parents can often be the most well-intentioned. Our spouses can also be the most well-intentioned. Some of the longest friends that we've ever had could also be the most well-intentioned. What you need in your second circle is someone who believes in you maybe even more than you do, but they need to believe in you at least as much as you do, as long as your emotional intelligence is where it needs to be and your self-awareness, which includes your self-worth and your self-perception is also where it needs to be. So I'll caveat with that. So maybe what you need in your second circle is someone like me who believes in you way more than you do until we can kind of bring that up to where it needs to be, right? We always say that if you could see you the way that I see you, uh, right? Right? Like we all have that person in our lives where we've looked at them and thought that like, if you could see you the way that I see you, you would believe that you could accomplish anything, right? Those are the people you need in your second circle. And then in terms of your third circle, you can definitely put some of your well-intentioned folks here. So it may be your parents, your spouse, some of your, your best friends from a long time ago, or whatever it is, your mentors. Um, the third circle is still a, a pretty good circle to be in, in terms of trust and, and vulnerability. But at this point, what you've got now is a seedling that's still probably still a seedling in terms of your hope, dream, goal, but it is stronger now. It can withstand a storm or two, right? It's not going to immediately crumple over and be trodden into the dirt. So these are the people you would put in your third circle. Your fourth, fifth, and more circles, that's totally up to you. It's totally up to you. And as, as you internalize this concentric circles of trust concept, in terms of how you roll out your vulnerability, you can actually go through it much faster. And as your belief in your own intrinsic human value and your belief in your yourself increases, you may go through the circles very rapidly in terms of how you share information. It may go, okay, I've had this idea, I've nurtured it, and I'm just so excited about it. And then I share it with my second circle and my second circle is also super excited about it. And so the plant, the dream, right? The, the strength of the dream grows at an accelerated rate because I've already internalized this process. And so by the time I share it with my third circle, I'm pretty much ready to share it with everyone else too right? And what I will point to is that that story I told about getting my kids back in school. I went through a brief moment of feeling like a failure, right? And then I was like, no, I'm not. Of course I'm not. And that was in my first circle. I was able to take that and be like, no, no, not a failure. This is my choice and it's good for me and my family. And another family may have a different choice. 
And then I was like, okay, boom, second circle heard about it, third circle heard about it, and then y'all heard about it on a marketing Monday. But it takes time to get there. Concentric circles of trust are something that, again, once you internalize it, it can happen quickly, but building them up and understanding who fits where is part of the radically authentic process, kind of building that out. So that is what I have for you today for Marketing Monday. What I want to leave you with is something that I picked up last week when I co-moderated the George C. Frazier Room on Clubhouse. I mean, this is something I've been saying since the beginning of the year to myself as kind of my mantra for the year or my intention phrase for the year. Look for an opportunity to be an opportunity. As you go about your networking, whether it's on Clubhouse, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, (laughs) any of the networking events you may or may not attend this week, Instead of looking at people, their pictures, their bios, their profiles, and wondering what you can get, look at them and wonder what you can give. How can you be an opportunity to someone else? That is what I'm going to leave you with on this Marketing Monday. And thank you so much for joining me. Remember, keep an eye out live every day this week. I will see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Defy the Status Quo Biz, and the link is in this episode's description. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.